an extract from dahlia flower petals has been found to improve blood sugar regulation in a clinical trial led by the University of Otago. Researchers hope it might help people manage diabetes. Uh, Alexander Tupps is an associate professor at the Centre of Neuroendocrinology with the University of Otago. Alexander joins me now. Hello. Yeah, hello. Thanks for your time today. When did you get interested in the dahlia flower? Um, a long time ago, actually. So I'm studying this for 12 years now. And um, yeah, so not directly the dahlia flower, but um, the mechanisms behind it. So yeah. Yeah, can you tell me a bit about your background um, and why yeah. you arrived at the dahlia flower and what exactly you were looking for? Yeah, so um, I'm a neuroendocrinologist, so sounds a bit complicated, Center for Neuroendocrinology. So we study how the brain and hormones interact, so that's neuroendocrinology. And um, I was always interested in how the brain controls blood sugar. So this was actually discovered 170 years ago by the founder of modern medicine called Claude Bernard, and um, he stimulated my interest in this. And we found that brain inflammation may play an important role in, in the regulation of blood sugar. And um, we worked on this for the last 12 years, I would say. And in 2015, we found a compound that could block brain inflammation in the mouse trial. And we published this in, in the journal Diabetes. And then we wanted to find a plant that could contain this um, compound. This S- sorry, I missed that word. You found a compound that could block brain inflammation, did you say? Yes. So mm. what we see is that um, inflammatory processes in the brain occur, for example, with the wrong diet, a Western diet in the mouse model. And then we could show that this actually leads to um, change in blood sugar regulation. And um, if you then find the chemical that could reverse these changes that are brought about by, for example, excessive consumption of lard in our diet, long chain saturated fatty acids, we call them. If you block this with a specific compound, then you can actually potentially um, yeah, improve blood sugar regulation. And this is what we found in this initial trial. We found a plant chemical that could improve um, these inflammatory processes in, in the mouse trial. And then we wanted to find a natural source of this plant chemical, and it was... Um, very abundant in a toxic tree, and we found that the dahlia is actually a non-toxic source of this plant chemical. How do you ever go looking for a compound in nature? Where do you where do you start looking? Uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a very good question, actually. So um, when we found that this process in the brain, the infl- inflammatory process, seems to play a role in blood sugar regulation, I looked at a catalogue of, let's say, almost millions of compounds, mm. and I, I found... I looked for one specific one that could block this inflammatory process, and it was already known and described in literature. And interestingly, it's a natural compound that occurs in flowers or in plants in general, but in, in high abundance in dahlia. Gosh. So let me just get the order of this right. There, there was uh, an experiment that showed that this one particular compound worked on brain inflammation. You found that this compound was present uh, in quite high amounts in the dahlia flower, and then you ran some research using the extract of the dahlia flower to see if it had the same effect as just that pure chemical compound in in trials? 
Yes, exactly. So first we used the pure chemical compound and we could show in the mouse experiment that it helped improving um, glucose regulation. So the mice got better when you eat them a Western-style diet, so they didn't get the impairments of glucose regulation. And then we looked into finding a natural source, and that was the dahlia. So, and we found also that it's not only one chemical, it's actually three chemicals that work in combination. Mm. And when you give them all three together, we call this a synergistic effect, but it doesn't really matter. So when you give them three, all three together, together, then they were more effective in helping to regulate blood sugar. Did you find what you expected to find when you did the research? Um, you can never expect to find anything. Yeah. <laughs> so when what you, what, what, what you sorry, oh, yeah. let me let me um, shine up my scientific language. Did did you find what you hypothesized that you would find? Yes, you could say so, but this is a very good question because as scientists, we can never set out and find a drug. This, these are um, accidental discoveries because we look at mechanisms and then we accidentally find huh. certain things that manipulate these mechanisms. And this was exactly the case here. So it was a very coincidental finding that the dahlia had this compound, which we couldn't anticipate. So this was a lot of luck that came together. Yeah, well, but you knew the compound you were seeking, and then you just oh, yes. looked yeah, yeah. through a list of plants and you found it, right? That's not luck. Yes. You were, you found exactly what you were looking for. Yeah, the, the luck was when I I, um, I started to do the research in Germany, and then I moved to New Zealand, and actually a colleague here at Otago knew that um, the dahlia might have this compound. So Gosh. Luck. <laughs> was this a colleague from neuroendocrinology? Um, from physiology. His name is Phil Haywood. Yeah. Yeah. Human physiology or plant physiology? Human physiology. Is all physiology in... human physiology? Otherwise, it's biology, I guess. Yeah, we're in the physiology department. Okay. Yeah, so, department. so this is a formal chat you're having to this person. Uh, say, I'm in the market for a certain compound, or you're just having coffee in the um, shared endocrinology <laughs> physiology uh, staff room. No, we had a coffee, and then we talked about this, and then this all emerged. Really. And, um, so we, we then started a team. So this is teamwork of not only Phil Hayward and me, but also a plant chemist who came oh, on board on. Um, who was here at Otago. So we were lucky, and the food scientists, Nigel Perry and Pat Silcock, were involved as well. So that was a lot of luck that we could have this fantastic team. So this is a cross-disciplinary is a cross disciplinary team? Yes, yeah, very much so. Is that rare in ac- academia and research? Um, a team like this, yes, because we... It's across several disciplines. So we go back to chem- chemistry and then also to food science. Usually when we have teams, it's more like in the biolog- biological sciences or so, where I'm based in biomedical sciences. But across several disciplines, it's quite rare. Yeah. yeah. So you must be feeling pumped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. Yeah, no, it's a very exciting discovery. What happens next then? Yeah, so um, then we did... There were more and more research in, in, in preclinical trials, but we also did a clinical trial, and we gave it to patients with pre-diabetes and diabetes, type 2 diabetes, and we could show that it helped improving their blood sugar regulation. Gosh. And specifically, the spikes after a meal, so when we eat, our blood sugar levels rise, and we could show that um, it helps specifically um, just to, um, yeah, with these spikes after the meal. Yeah. 
And so then what happens? It works in clinical trials with real-life human beings who have type yes. 2 diabetes. Um, <laughs> that was an exciting you, bit. Yeah. Um, and, and presumably works better or as well as other um, options on the market? Yeah, so what's um, unique about this is that it comes back to this discovery that I just mentioned of Claude Bernard 170 years ago. Because now we look actually at the brain and its important role in blood sugar regulation. And this has been forgotten because we have insulin now and other treatments. And now our research suggests that actually the brain does play an important role because we could show that um, our extract in our mouse experiment, for example, it, it improved the function of insulin in the brain. So the hormone that regulates blood sugar, but it acts in the brain as well. Yeah. And, um, this was very um, exciting. Your field must be changing so much. I mean, it, the number of um, people that I've interviewed over the last five, ten years have said, hey, we didn't used to think that this part of the body had anything to do with this part of the body, and they're often talking about um, yes. hormones and, and brain and you know the so-called blood-brain barrier. That, that seems to have, your understanding of the human body seems to have changed so much just in the last decade or so. Yes, and it's constantly evolving. And um, yeah, what we know now is that because it's very hard to understand how can the brain control blood sugar, well, we have the pancreas, which is the hormone that makes the hormone, yeah. uh, the, the organ that makes the hormone insulin, and then we have the liver. And the liver can actually produce blood sugar and take up blood sugar over time. So that is the long-term regulator of blood sugar. And the, control, the, the brain controls this. So that is what we and others have found, which is exciting because um, the brain is the master organ controlling the other organs. So if you then act on the brain, potentially can help um, regulating the other hormones. What does this mean? What does this mean for people who have type 2 diabetes? Um... Yeah, so it means several things. So at the moment, we do have this extract. So you could take um, a daily extract, and it's available on the market. Gosh. And um, it's based on some of the science that I just presented, and um, it's for natural glucose support. So we hope it's a dietary supplement, so we hope that this can help people um, to, yeah, with their blood sugar regulation. Uh-huh. And, um yeah, this is a big um, topic because we have a lot of people with pre-diabetes and type 2 diabetes in New Zealand, for example. Up to 1 million people are estimated to have pre-diabetes. But um, it's not a safe approved drug, so this is a dietary supplement, but um, we're, we're hoping that this will help those people. Yeah, good one. Um... By the way, I don't know if I've heard it said as starkly as that before, that a Western diet causes brain inflammation. <laughs> that affects my thinking around food probably more than anything I've heard someone yeah. say about diet before. Do you change your diet given what you know about the impact of certain foods on the human brain? Yes, I do. <laughs> so um, I think it's important to reduce um, red meat, especially um, yeah, like lard and um saturated fatty acids from from animal fat. So I try to reduce this. Um, it's also good for our climate, obviously. And um, and if you eat a lot of plant chemicals, like we call them antioxidants, for example, that can also help certain ways. So yeah, I'm trying to have a balanced diet with a lot of um, 
green vegetables, for example. We'll, uh, thanks, Alexander. Nice to talk to you. Really appreciate your time. Congratulations on your research breakthrough. Thank you very much. Alexander Tupps, Associate Professor at the Centre for Neuroendocrinology, who has figured out that an extract from Dahlia, Dahlia flower petals uh, helps with inflammation in the brain that will help people with type 2 diabetes.